Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet whose studio once experienced a size leak. It got bigger on, on the inside than it used to be. So, wow. I mean, sort of. I don't think that's what a size leak is. <laughs> it got bigger on the... It's not no, when you move got, to a new house and your studio the, changes completely. got bigger on the outside? It's the noobs and the hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. This is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So, welcome to episode number 111. We finally arrived. Episode 111. We've been waiting. Uh, yeah. For like <laughs> Who cares about episode 100? 111. That's what we were going We've for. We've been waiting for this moment. That's right. And this week we are covering series seven, episode 13, The Name of the Doctor. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara and River and Jenny and Vastra and Strax finally figure out what the deal is with Clara and the soufflés. <laughs> they didn't really figure out why with she Clara. likes soufflés so much. Oh, we totally did. She said it's mom. all about her mom. Her mom used to make soufflés. Yeah. Sorry, 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 well, sorry, sorry. We're all saying it wrong. Soufflés. Souffles. Not souffles. 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 The souffle isn't the souffle. The souffle is the recipe. I'm going to trust the pronunciation of the people who created it. Souffles. So I'm going to say souffles. Why do you think that that's how they say it? And who do you mean? The French? (laughs) (laughs) The accent is literally on the U. Anyways, this is story number 239, originally airing May 18th, 2013 to 7.45 million viewers eventually. Which made it the third most watched thing that weekend. Trip, would you care to elaborate what that means? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what it said. It said, the this is the third watched- most watched show that weekend. Oh, okay. The notes say thing. And I'm like, what does that mean? Show, <laughs> like, movie. It just said it was, was the third there most was watched thing. There was shower. Not a lot of people were watching that. Um, there was No, some- <laughs> it said thing. That's what it said. It said thing? So, thing in oh, general. I guess. There you go. Uh, this one was written by Stephen Moffat, of course. It was a season finale, so you, you know he's so, a showrunner doing all it. the good episodes. Yeah, it was uh, directed by Saul Metstein that we talked about uh, recently, where uh, it, it suddenly butchering his name, possibly maybe, uh-huh. and you were like, "That's an awesome name." So let's keep talking about that name. Under miscellaneous trivia, guys, this uh, in, we've been talking about how things have gotten wibbly wobbly on the show, right? And the schedule uh-huh. has gotten complicated. This is the only new Who season finale, not only the first, but the only one all the way up until Chibnall slash the 13th Doctor's time that isn't immediately followed by a Christmas special. In this case, you had the season finale, then we're going to have the 50th anniversary episode, then the Christmas special, right? Do the New Year's. So, okay. So, I would not in, count that. In series 11. There was a New Year's special. I would not count that. And by the way, the New Year's special is called Resolutions. Oh <sighs> and uh, so so that season, the, the Series 11 finale was not followed by a Christmas special. It was followed by a New Year's special. And but that, that means seems it's to be the only uh, one. The only one what? Followed by like a special holiday episode. It's the only one in all. Yes, it is the only. Uh, so, so this episode that we're watching is the only finale in new who that wasn't immediately followed by a Christmas special until Chibnall's time. And if you count new year special as just a holiday around that time of the year mm-hmm. special, uh, but even then I think there was, if I remember correctly, I think there was kind of a gap or maybe it was, no, it was a few months later. It was a few months later because the only episode that aired that year was the new year special. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm trying to remember the timeline now. I think it was 2018 was series 11 and towards, it was in the fall of 2018 
And then 2019, New Year's Day, you had resolutions. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode to air it was 2020. Was New Year's Day 2020. Oh Not a New Year's special. It was uh, series 12, episode one, but it happened to air on New Year's Day. So we had literally 12 months between those episodes, mm-hmm. which is not, by the way, not the longest stretch. Um, yeah. And like 20 years. so far, mm-hmm. all I'm hearing this year in, t- in 2020, as we're recording right now, all I'm hearing right now is there is a festive special. Uh, what? So I don't know if they are like purposefully not calling it a Christmas special because it's going to be a New Year's special again or what the deal is but a I've, halloween don't you know Chris, <laughs> that'd be funny i've only ever heard it referred to as in official stuff as the festive episode and i'm like Bleh. well don't so, you know christmas isn't inclusive enough because other people celebrate other holidays so they the gotta do i mean there are other, so yeah, yeah, there is other stuff christmas is illegal i, <laughs> I doubt that but at any rate um so it, it it could follow that same pattern of uh series and then a New Year's special, just with a longer gap. But uh, this this one was the only one up until Chibnall's time that that didn't immediately follow it with a Christmas special. However, there was then a Christmas special. Like that's that's the important thing is the Christmas specials. Gosh, kept going <laughs> as the studio falls apart. It's another size leak. This Anyways, literally happened the last, last time week. we recorded as it well. Did. Why don't so. you just set that thing like up, up on the desk or something? All right, so under the cast, the big thing to mention in the cast, first of all, most of everyone who appeared in this episode, we've already met before, right? So you had the guy playing uh, Simeon, but yeah, we already saw him before. Yeah. And um, pretty much uh, even even the Whispermen were, were played actually, by, oh gosh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Paul Casey. Uh, yeah. Who's, um, we've, yeah, he's done stuff before. He's always like, you know, bad guy he's type of thing. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Extracts we've already seen. And yeah. Like River and like all the main characters. Exactly. The big exception is the at the very doctor. end, the dun dun dun, big War twist doctor. reveal, uh, the doctor, right? Introducing John Hurt as the doctor. And Corbin's like, Which, What's happening? There's was, credits <laughs> like in the middle of a scene. <laughs> what is happening? We already know. I told Corbin, guy. I said, just looked really dumb. So. No, we, we don't. Yeah, that's the no, thing. No, like for us, we already know this guy, but like. Sure, sure. So, you know, he turns around and the big twist reveal Ooh. is here is a, what, what we are being told up until this point is that is one of, <sighs> bleh. One. The 11th doctor says he's me, but he so he is some kind of a past incarnation. And then he turns around and just to make sure that all the fans get it, um, because this was a major, major thing that happened at the end of this episode. And we're kind of kind of jumping ahead here, but he turns around and it says introducing John Hurt as the doctor and everyone lost their missed. collective minds I mean, for multiple reasons. One of those reasons is. The do- uh, I'm sorry, John Hurt. Okay. Which I only know playing that guy in this episode. That's like the only thing right, I've ever right. seen. So I, I was telling the boys, I was like, Corbin's like, what? Why are they putting that on the screen? And I was like, one of the reasons is to make it crystal clear what they are saying and doing here. And I said, one of the reasons for that is that John Hurt is just like, was ridiculously famous. <laughs> right. And I said, this, this would be like, Sir Ian McKellen turning around or, you know, or somebody like, it's just, you know, like that level of like, not only, not only like well-known, but like super well-respected, yeah. you know, 
And uh, it'd be like Gary Oldman turning around, I'm like, Duh! you know, like, wait, what? wait, he's in the show. Yeah, I mean, like, what is he doing here? I still would have thought it was dumb, even if I didn't know who yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But... It, it still was really kind of weird. To, yeah. The first, by the way, the first time I ever saw that, uh, that exact moment where he turns and it says, "Introducing John Hurt as the Doctor," mm-hmm. I saw it as like a YouTube clip. So I had no idea that that happened in the actual episode. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was a promo thing. You know, it was like a part of a trailer, mm-hmm. and it was not. It was, not it was right from the episode. Doctor Who doesn't break the fourth wall like that, so it yeah, was really, it was, really yeah, weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, um, John Hurt was just his his IMDb his IMDb page just goes forever, right? And there's a million things he's done that I have no clue what they are, and I'm not familiar with, and all these kinds of things. I grabbed a few. Notable things. I am not even going to pretend like these are the things that everyone will, everyone will go, oh, I know John Hurt from this, and I may not have your thing on my list. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, but, he has 209 <laughs> actor credits. That sounds about right. The, the scroll bar on the side of the browser was just like a pinpoint, you know, just like <laughs> scroll, scroll. So, first of all, he played Kane in the movie Alien. And <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are familiar at all. Uh, with the movie Alien and the chest burster scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. Where an alien, you know, breaks out yeah. of the guy's literally burst abdomen. Out of someone's chest. Yeah. Right. Um, hence the name, <laughs> the name of that particular alien, the chest burster. Like, oh, where'd you get that name from? <laughs> I wonder. So he's the guy that the alien bursts out of. Oh. And then years later in the movie Spaceballs, he plays essentially John Hurt. Uh, he, it's like, it's not clear if he's, he's credited on IMDb as John Hurt. Like that's the character's name, but in the movie, it's just a, it's, it's a bit he's a guy in Spaceballs. You don't, huh? He's just a guy. You well, know, yeah. Don't get so his in, name or in anything. Spaceballs, there's a scene where they're in a diner and they essentially recreate the chest burster scene oh where goodness. John Hurt and some other randos who I don't think are the actual actors from Alien, but they're all kind of dressed in the similar kind of outfits that they were in that <laughs> scene. And uh, he he falls over again, and the thing bursts out of him again with a lot less blood. It's a little bit more slapsticky because yeah. it's a Mel Brooks movie, and it bur- bursts out of him. And he lifts his head up and goes, "Oh no, not again!" and falls over. Not Except again. this time, the chestburster um, hops out of his chest, and instead of running off the screen as creepy as he can, he puts on a little top hat, picks up a cane, a spotlight comes on him, and he goes, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey." <laughs> Oh my gosh. And dances <laughs> dances down the counter. It's the greatest scene. And it's one of those things where I had never seen Alien when I first saw Spaceballs. So like, oh, I did not get happened. the reference at yeah. all. So I just remembered that version of it. And, oh and to me it was hilarious. So anyway, so he played Kane in the movie Alien. And then he played John Hurt being the alien character in Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> so he was also, um, I'm, I'm maybe saying this wrong. Is it Ollivander? I guess. In Harry Potter? I really Which do not know one? that character. I don't know who that Crap, is. Crap, I was I was relying on y'all to... Rem, to he, do you he know plays which a, movie? He, oh, uh, crap. He was in Deathly Hallows 1 and 2, and then he was in, like, maybe Order of the Phoenix. And he's he's like a... He's, he's a really important character in the Deathly Hallows, but I don't remember exactly why. Anyways, so is he's... Is he, like, a professor or yeah, something? Yeah, I think so. Mr. Ollivander is how he's... How he's uh, Credited yeah. in Order of the Phoenix, but then he's just Ollivander in the in the last two. Anyways, um, he was also Professor Oxley slash they just called him Ox in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh yeah, 
Do y'all remember the the professor who lost his mind because of the skull? Yeah, that's and he was John writing Hurt. on the wall. Yes, a lot. That younger. does not. That's that is John no. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. That is him, except you know, with like no. raggedy hair and like a unkempt mm-hmm. beard and everything. That's that is uh, John Hurt. We in our family here in the Reason family, we know mm-hmm. him best as the voice of the dragon in Merlin. So Merlin. that might not be important to anyone who's listening to this. Oh, there's probably like, other, probably other people that that, uh, that watch Merlin, but yeah, there's there's a CGI dragon. Uh, that uh, is kind of a recurring character mm-hmm. that uh, like maybe one out of three or one out of four episodes is in and it's voiced by John Hurt and it's perfect, right? He's also he's also the voice that does the intro to the episode like right mm-hmm. before the, the, the theme music. In a land of myth and a time of legend, you know, it's blah, 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 Magic. Blah, blah. Magic, what did I say? Um, legend. legend. Whatever. I don't remember it. Anymore. In a legend of time and a land of... Legends, Earth, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> land of Earth. Um, he also played two roles um, that he's that he's pretty well known for. That I found found as interesting contrast. So in 1984, he played in the movie 1984, based off of the book 1984. Oh, gosh, um, are you guys familiar with that book? Not that even movie? kind uh, of. It's some dystopian thing, isn't it? Yeah. So if That's you've ever heard the term Big Brother, it comes from that book. 1984 was written in 1948 and it was about the future where like there's a, there's an absolute dictator and all information is controlled. It is the thing that everyone always points to right now. Republicans say that Democrats do it. Democrats say that Republicans are doing it. It's like, you're going to censor everything and control their minds and blah, blah, blah. And no one is actually doing it, but well, so that's what 1984 is all about. And he played Winston Smith, who is the main character in the book, who is kind of like fighting against big brother and the, the, the overlording dictator, right? So he's the underdog hero in a, in a movie about, or a, 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 yeah, in a movie based on a book about a story of an overwhelming dictatorship oppressing the people, and he's the underdog kind of fighting against it. Later on, in V for Vendetta, which is another semi dystopian future about an absolute dictatorship, he plays the dictator. He plays Adam Sutler, who is. I forget what it is, like oh, Supreme so Minister or something. They like so He was Prime Minister and they created a brand new, he's like Supreme Chancellor or something where <laughs> Great Britain basically fell under like fascist rule and he is the head guy. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Amazing. So, he played yeah. both sides of he it. He played both sides and <laughs> did both of them uh, very well. He was maybe a little bit better as a dictator. I'm not sure what that says. Guys, Noobs <laughs> in the Hooping is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Get your uh, world-class hosting, domain registration, security at a great price. Head on over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Grab everything that you need, your website, uh, excuse me, your domain registration, your website hosting, all of those things. Throw them in the cart. Use the code NOOBS at checkout for 15% off your entire order and get started on your awesome website right now. Don't wait. Hit pause. We'll be here when you're done. Welcome back. Uh, That brings (laughs) us down to the checklist. So uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue this was uh, this was an interesting twist. The theory leading up to this episode, because so so you have these you have these production level things happening, right? People knew that this episode, the season finale, was called the name of the Doctor. Now, what have we been talking about for like two seasons? The name of the, the name of the Doctor. And what is the name of the Doctor? 
probably, I, I, I don't know for sure, but probably people knew that River was going to appear in this episode. And who is the one person that we know knows the name of the Doctor? Uh, River. River Song. River, right? And you the have now, other girl, but then she <laughs> forgot Cloud. about it. You have, but then she, didn't she get like a bunch of her memories back? So does she so know well. it? Yeah, Probably so, not. so you so. had, now you didn't know that before this episode. So you have River mm-hmm. Song, who we know knows the name of the doctor. From the first time we met her, we, we found that out. We have Clara, who learned the true name of the doctor, and then, no, whoops, none of that ever happened. But we know how things work in Doctor Who, that could always come back or something, right? Mm-hmm. So leading into this episode, what everyone was speculating was we're finally going to learn the name of the doctor. Like, what are the sounds that make up his name? That's what we were going to learn. Please. And instead, at the end, you have John Hurt saying, what I did, I did in the name of peace and sanity. And Matt Smith says, but not in the name of the doctor. So what's the name? <clears throat> So that's the thing. So, so it's like when you do something in the name of the law or in the name of the king, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's by their authority, by their, um, you know, it's, it's a rightful thing that is happening, right? You're doing it with everything that goes with the title, the doctor. You're acting in the name of that, right? And the, and the doctor, we, we, this is probably later in the notes, but the doctor talks about the title being a promise, right? And yeah. he's the one who broke the promise. So he, what he did, and we don't know what that is yet, but what he did, he did in the name of the, or excuse me, he did not do in the name of the doctor. He's the one who broke the promise. So the big twist is not only, oh my gosh, it's John Hurt. Um, the, the <laughs> twist on the title, as as we've seen before, you know, when, when you think the title is going to lead us in one direction, but nope, we're not going to learn the name of the doctor. We're going to be reminded that, there, that the, the name of the doctor or doing something in the name of the doctor has a meaning to it. So. Though I think they said the name of the doctor about a million other times in this episode. So Did they actually? Because that was the I mean, only time I remember not. them saying the name of the doctor. They did yeah, reference said, like, it. it yes. What is your name? What is your name? Times, what is your name? What is your name? Wow. Uh, <laughs> and he just kept saying. So speaking of the creature of the week, we had uh, the return of Dr. Simeon slash the great intelligence. Pretty much mm-hmm. at this point, the only thing left of Dr. Simeon is his appearance, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Dr. Simeon is gone. Which is kind of a bizarre choice because the Whispering Men don't look like Dr. Simeon, but they can just be made to look but like they can. Him. Yeah. So what's the, the point of looking like Dr. Simeon at all? What I thought was interesting was that the, the, the Whispering Men felt like something that should have lasted longer. Like, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like, so you had the crazy old man at the beginning of the episode back in Victorian England saying the whisper men, you know, and he had his little rhyme that he had about the whisper men and, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it seemed like, Oh man, they're going to tease this out. And then it's like, Nope, here they are in this episode and we're going to lose them in this episode. Like we're going to kill them right at the end of this episode. Here they are immediately. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what do we know about them? They don't, they don't seem to have eyes. They have blank yeah. faces, just horrible mouths. They kill men, you by but... stopping your heart, <laughs> yeah. which is fairly easy to reverse. Apparently. Uh-huh. And yeah. For, for a Sontaran. Yeah. It's a simple matter. <laughs> <laughs> restarting the heart remotely uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> corbin goes without even touching her like just remotely we're just gonna do this wireless jump starting of the heart AED, but from like 10 feet back yes yeah, of course Pew. uh so yeah they they were they were quite uh quite terrifying and i think that uh getting into my next point here 
when Dr. Simeon ripped the bottom half of his face Bro, off. and then just pulled his hat off and then And then collapsed. Yeah, the and fact then, that he only ripped the bottom half implies that the top half went off with the hat. Ooh. Which is just... Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I saw yeah, that. Yeah, just like, like kind of like bundled it up into the hat. I saw that and I'm like, Wah. yeah. And it's but just it was, his head? Like, because he was definitely a full body. That no, that, like that's the thing anything. is it's, it almost... Okay, so when you first see the Whispermen... Um, they, it, their faces, it's like, are they blank faces or are their faces made of cloth or what's going on? And when he tears the bottom half of his face off and you can see through Ooh. inside to the backside of the cloth, it's obviously cloth. It's like they they are just empty vessels of some kind. And then the one behind him steps forward and his face just goes, and then now it's Dr. Simeon. So I thought they. I think I that was just a great. whole look thing, so you knew that it was him. So uh, like, oh, yeah. that character that we've already seen, right? Not yeah, were these random dudes? Yeah, and I did think it was. Uh, so by the way, that was uh, that was me jumping down to the next point on the checklist: the CGI. I thought him tearing tearing the bottom half of his face off, and then you seeing through it and to the back of the cloth. That CGI to me was that was great. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, I thought it was interesting that Corbin, um, Corbin, I think rightly guessed in our was it our last episode the no 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 two episodes ago with the crimson horror that it was going to turn out the big bad guy was the return of the great intelligence mm-hmm. and i think they were i think they did that on purpose yeah. i think they we were, were leading us go, down that path yeah to just go nope it's a different thing and Smart. then slap in the face two episodes later here's the great it intelligence is. he was here all along you know wow which by the way we're back in victorian england so we're back in that same time frame where we were for the Crimson Horror. It's just mm-hmm. so so he was still there, I guess. It seems like the Great Intelligence isn't actually traveling around very much. Nope. No, because if I remember correctly, when we first meet the Great Intelligence is in Classic Who in Victorian London or Victorian something uh, wow. somewhere in England. Um, so, yeah, he, he just seems to just be there. He's just hanging out doing his evil genius thing whatever i'm just gonna sit around do whatever this might be the first time that they've completely killed off a character that first appeared in classic who Ooh, because yeah at the the end of this he's Mm -hmm. gone yeah so at the end at the end of the snowman simeon is dead but but it's pretty clear that the great intelligence could have easily survived or did we get apparently did did we get a definitive Wink at the end that said he's still alive. I can't remember. I don't remember. Like a snowflake. Seems like something. Or something like that. I don't know. So it it was definitely left open. But this time, he got obliterated. You okay there? (laughs) I don't know what just happened. He got obliterated by uh, stepping into the doctor's timeline. So he's gone. And yeah, that's that's really interesting. Hmm. I'm trying to think of... I mean, we've had like, we've had the Santarans, we've had the Daleks, we've had the Cybermen, we've had the Autons, uh, the the, the uh, what is Vastra, uh, the Silurians. Oh yeah, yeah, the Autons. Um, well, did he kill the nesting consciousness? He killed the nesting consciousness, but the Autons showed up again. Mm-hmm. Did they? Yeah. Remember, um, hmm. Uzi, what's his face was an Auton, so they clearly weren't. Oh yeah, all the way dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Why do I always forget that? Why do I always forget that Rory was a plastic yeah. man? I don't know. Maybe and then like became a non-plastic. The first right. time he's definitively killed. 
one of them. Like, yeah, because there's always this speculation like, oh, they could totally just come back because that's what yeah. they do. But the great intelligence was a unique creature that died. Like for not sure. a not a race like the Cybermen you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's a, that's an interesting point Corbin I, I like that um, I wonder I wonder if Jared's got anything to uh, to tell us about that one I'm not sure uh, so let's see under Jiggery Pokery um, we had uh, quite a few things going on with the TARDIS here obviously uh, yeah uh, so let's see he jacked uh, so the Doctor jacked Clara into the navigation circuits because she saw the space time coordinates in the conference call so he just basically oh, like conference call US. <laughs> I can't get over that. Why? What's wrong with it? I don't know. I just let's let, go ahead. Go for it. Spill. Well, okay. Vost- I love it. I love it. Vostra and is- Jenny have never been in the current day. They should not know what a conference call is. And even if they do, it's just kind of dumb that they would call it that because it's not okay. a conference call at all. Why is it not a conference call? It's. That they're like falling asleep or whatever and talking in their dreams. That's not at all. They're even from the same. different parts. Of the- what do you think a conference call is? Or a conference call. It would be like doing a video, a video call, or but like right? they think they're there in person, but they're not. Yeah, they actually, are like actually together in the dream. Okay. In the dream, like but not in real life. Okay, all right. Okay, so we've talked before about how Doctor Who has psychic technology, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sonic screwdriver does it the psychic paper, all kinds of other things, right? So if you took Zoom but made it telepathic, it's psychic if Zoom. If you did Zoom and VR. That's what they're doing. I don't, if you did Zoom and VR. VR. It's not even VR. It's psychic. It's not a problem, though, of like how semi-comparable it is. I just don't like that they used a name for an actual modern thing. I wish they'd come up with a name for it. <laughs> well, It's so just the like, wink and the nod to like, <coughs> hey, you know this thing that we do right now? Right, yeah. yeah what yeah. if we made this in like... Yeah, and that's why Victorian I hate it. And by the way, by the way, this was 2013, so Zoom, I don't even know if Zoom existed, but modern video conferencing was not barely, a, it might not have been a thing at all, but if it was, it would have been for billionaire tech companies. So... A conference call back in the day was on the phone, mm-hmm. and everybody would dial into a central number, and which, you would have this thing. So to, which to makes say this even less like a conference. No, but that's call. the thing is you say mm-hmm. it's a conference call, but how do you do a conference call if you're time traveling lizard people from the dawn of time who have psychic technology? Aha, uh-huh, you do. And by the way, the other thing they were doing is they're tapping into in Victorian era. There was a lot of emphasis on things like seances. And tapping into the spiritual realm and the astral plane and contacting the dead. Mm-hmm. And so what did they do? They had to light a candle and sit around. And Corbin's like, why is it a pentagon-shaped table? You know, like all these kinds of symbolic things. And they're playing classical music and all this kind of stuff. And then it turns out, no, the candle, the reason you light the candle is because it has a drug in it yeah. that will knock you out. I'm not even going to talk about the fact that there was just LSD candles and then they <laughs> somehow put it on the envelope and that knocked her out. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't on the envelope, it was on the letter because otherwise the kids would have gotten knocked out. And then, of course, as soon as she reads that, she passes out. And- right, yeah, yeah, the timing and everything. But at any rate, I, I loved that. So um, because during that conference call, Clara saw the space-time coordinates, the doctor just like USB jacks into her like hand or wrist or something. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we've, we've downloaded the coordinates. This one hurts. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> she remembers that it wasn't even in like our text script. That was in Gallifreyan or whatever. 
yeah, well, that's the thing. All she saw it, and that's all she needed to do was In just see it. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting though that, you know, because we're talking about psychic technology and all this kind of stuff, he still had to like hardwire into her again, her wrist. Like, why didn't it like There's attach to her temple? pathways up to your brain? Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's right. That's why you wear the magnet bracelets, right? Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. She, um, oh, she, as in the TARDIS, fought hard against going to Trenzalore. She's like, of course. No, we're not doing it. And then basically didn't do it. Put her, put him in orbit to which the doctor just just cut off the anti-grav. I'm like, I don't think that's what anti-grav means. (laughs) Yeah. And then they fell way too fast. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. It looked like it was fired out of a rocket, <laughs> not falling due to the effects of gravity. Right. So, um, I noted that the doctor broke one of her windows, right? They crash and uh, smash into the ground. And the only thing she's worse for the wear is one of the windows cracks. Small crack. The Wikia pointed out that the giant version of the TARDIS still had the had same it. crack in it. Nice. I did not. Did you pick up on that trip? I want you like but, said oh, it. <laughs> I that's, thought, oh yeah. It's like bizarre because that implies that he doesn't fix it till the time that he dies. No, Does he that dies. Surprise there. you at all? Well, yeah. No, but they were no, doing no, 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 no. He dies. It's, it's there. that he's supposed to die way, way in the future. Over the past seasons, though, they've been doing like crazy amounts of checkups on the TARDIS. Like this every other episode, they're yeah. like, oh, "I gotta go clean the light." Yeah, that's okay. Thirteen changes the the oil at one point, so. <laughs> Why I don't think it's oil. I don't think it's literally changing the oil, but that's that's essentially what she's doing. Oh, well. So it, it's it's a fantastic scene. Um, literally in a like a body shop, like up oh, on a rack. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness! It's so great. I'm pretty sure. I'm saying it's so great. I'm pretty sure it's one of the things that the fans hated. Uh, but at any rate, you're uh, not a true fan because you don't hate everything about the show. What I've come to learn. What I've come to learn when it comes to I don't know pretty much anything. Movies, TV. I've learned that I just have god awful taste apparently because no everybody if makes i go man this movie was amazing everybody hates it and and by the way i can usually predict when it's a when it's a uh, when it's a franchise that i already know and and love and a new one comes out right a new season of the show a new movie in the series and it gets whatever like it is a, a new book story. yeah and everyone craps all over it I'm, those are usually my favorite. I'm like, that's the best one. And everybody's like, it's so stupid. And I'm like, I, I suck. What's apparently. wrong with Solo? What yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or The Last we, Jedi. We per- I know. Solo was the one that tipped me off that I have bad taste because I was like, wait a minute. We purposefully did not go see that. That is the only uh, Star one Wars movie not since the new one started that, that we, we did didn't see in the theater. theater because people were crapping all Everyone over it. Was dumping it was all over hardcore, and we watched it for like pizza and a movie night. And I was like, "This was fun. What's wrong with great. this movie?" And so it's the same with Doctor Who. It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, I love that episode where they you know go to the center of the TARDIS," and everybody's like, "Ah, that's the worst episode in the whole series." And I'm like, "It ruined everything." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime, anytime the fans it ruined are saying, all my preconceptions. <laughs> anytime the fans say it ruined my childhood, I'm like, oh man, you, let's get the popcorn get, and soda. Yeah. This is gonna be good. <laughs> it ruined my childhood because apparently your only life is within the realm of Doctor. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, the Transformers movies are not my favorite thing, and they didn't ruin my childhood. Wow. I still have fond Ooh. memories of Watching those them. cartoons from when I was a child. The suckiness of Transformers 19 
did not make me dislike what I had in my childhood. I didn't ruin anything. I, and if anything, it makes me want to go back and rewatch it and like it even more. I, but then the actually what happens is you go back and you rewatch it and now you're 39 and you go, what that is was this garbage? <laughs> this it's is like when you it's go like this back is made for eight year olds. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, it's like, a, yeah, I was it's like when you go back and watch a movie and like it looks so much worse than you thought it was. Like we went back it and happens. watched Ice Age like – the original one. Oh, you shut your mouth. That so, was a good movie and still is. Anyways, it, it was sucks. good, but it was very poorly animated. So, uh, oh man, this was. Anyways, Hoodwinked we is we, terrible. Okay, <laughs> the animation no, sucks. No, it's good. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> it's a style. It was, anyways, it was not a limit of the technology. It was a drawing style. Uh, at any rate, guys, we kind of hinted at this already. The uh, when the TARDIS dies, sometimes the dimensional dams start breaking down. I'm like the yeah, dimensional mm-hmm. dams that like hold back the tide of the dimensions. That's crazy. <laughs> um, infinite the doctor size. says they used to call it a size leak, and the bigger on the inside starts leaking the outside so that's why we have this ginormous tardis, tardis which by the way did y'all notice that when they go inside the ginormous tardis the control room's the normal size yeah. did y'all catch that so mm-hmm. now it's bigger on the outside you go inside and it's still like normal console room it's not like giant because that would have been weird right <laughs> you go in and that's like, not how it works all the console buttons are way up in the so- in the sky because it's too tall it works though oh no yeah, that's, so that's what i'm saying is they're is entirely the consistent that way because whether it's and by the way, we're not too much of a spoiler, but we're going to have an episode where we explore the opposite, and that's all I'll say. So uh, let's see. Uh, nothing about psychic paper, though. We or was it? it? No, no. Nightmare and Silver had some had some psychic paper in it, didn't it? Did it? I don't know. I think there was a. He ran a, into the room and went. Oh, there was a flash like- of yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing new to discuss, so that's why I didn't make our list. I don't think. Uh, let's see. Clara deaths. Do we? What are we going to say here, guys? Because our running count was three, and then after this, it becomes 17,000. Just infinite? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, So let's... But are we going to count that as Clara actually dying? Because it wasn't... Let's save that because we're going to we're gonna easily start talking a whole mm-hmm. bunch about Clara and we've got a whole segment for that later on. All right, so the question slash Doctor Who. So first of all, we got... Simeon saying Doctor Who, right? So we had that. Many times. Um, the doors to the doctor's tomb require a key, and the key is a word. Mm. And so it's, you know, say the say the word, doctor, or we're gonna kill all your, your companions here. And then all of a sudden the door pops open, and it's because River said it. And this is interesting, because River was only kind of barely ethereal there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, um, now we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. I wanted to talk about River, uh, but we, again, we've got a who is River. So um, I'm trying to remember though, did the door thing take place before or after Clara got her memories back? She, it was once they went inside okay. that her memories started coming back. Because like the temporal time was messing with it or some specific space. That yeah, they because in. she went into the TARDIS there was psychic stuff leaking into her brain from the TARDIS, basically. So there was wibbly-wobbly, psychic-wikic stuff happening. Psychic-wikic. I don't know. That doesn't have a good ring to it. But there <laughs> the was, doctor's like, don't worry, there you'll was get used to it. <laughs> alternate, yeah, alternate timeline, abandoned timeline, slash psychic communication all happening that crashed into Clara's brain, and she started remembering everything. But, uh, so, so, the... River knows the doctor's name, so off camera, silently to us, 
she says it and the door pops out. That's convenient. That is very convenient. Yeah. Everybody's like, what just happened? And uh, this is where we have the idea of uh, the doctor saying the name you choose. I'm sorry. I'm putting, I put this here in the notes. This happened later on. The name you choose, it's like a promise you make. He's the one who broke the promise. So here we have, and I don't know how much we've talked about this in the past. Um, let me Never. rephrase that. <clears throat> I don't know how much New Who has ever covered this. I don't remember how much we've ever discussed it in our personal lives slash on the podcast. What do you guys know about the fact that he's called the doctor, but he has a name um, in relation to this, this statement here? He just chose a name once he became a Time Lord. That's all I know. It okay. Felt, All right. Like so you know he, he was, chose it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like he chose a name, maybe as a profession. I mean, obviously Kinda. he's not a real doctor, but <clears throat> no, he, he is. Things in a way. He's a <laughs> doctor and he is, he peanut is. butter or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Um, yeah. What does he have? Twelve doctorates or something yeah. like that. But if you remember, we we have talked in the past about uh, with another episode with River and Vastra and Jenny and Strax that. The the word, the doctor, River says, you know, we get that word from you. So for Wait, humans. what? Yeah, you don't remember that? Yeah. No, I do not remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. said that. This is back in the episode. This is back in the episode, I think, where we find out who River actually was. She says, we get that name from you. Remember, remember there was that soldier girl who made the 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 leaf with River's name on it? Mm-hmm. With 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 Mel's Melody, Melody's name on it, um, she said, "I joined the 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 army so I could meet the doctor." And they're like, "Why would you do that?" And she's like, "Because he's a he's a great warrior. How else would you meet a great warrior but to go into the, to battle?" And they're like, "He's not a great warrior." And she says, "Then why do they call him the doctor?" And so what we find out in that episode is that <clears throat> to her people. To her That's race. like a gigantic battle guy and he's going to well, go kill a bunch of people. Their, it's like an army In their language, the doctor means warrior, means mighty warrior. And so in, in apparently in for humans, it means healer, protector, someone who fixes mm-hmm. things, right? But according to, Mel, uh, according to Melody, River, we get that from him. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he named himself the doctor in Gallifreyan and however that translated into English, then spin up some wibbly wobbliness of him interacting throughout human history and all of space and time and everything. Apparently we got the word, the doctor from humanity's interactions with him. So, and he says, it's like a promise you make. And I think we're going to get more into that with 12. There's a, uh, the 12th doctor has like these mantras that he goes by, you know, always be kind, um, you know, never, never. Um, oh, gosh, I can't even think of what it is now. Uh-oh. Always be kind, always be brave, you know, all these kinds of things. And he's got these these mantras and like whenever you can help, help those kinds of things. And that kind of becomes part of the, the ethos, the mythos of the doctor. So at any rate. Um, let's see. No, nothing new in Strax's armory, armory this week. I'm, How? I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I did Sad. remember something. Do you guys remember in the, in the, one of the recent episodes, I think it was the last episode where I was asking you guys, have we done the episode yet where Strax gave a, a medical exam to Clara and y'all were like, yeah. when she died? And I was like, no, 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 no. It's a whole other thing. Oh, we must not have gotten there. <laughs> that is actually, that happens in the 12th doctor's era. I forgot. Wow. 
we actually are going to hang out. The 12th Doctor is going to get to hang out with Strax and Jenny and Vostra. I forgot. I completely forgot. I was thinking that when we get to the end of 11, we're done with them. We are not. And I'm so excited because I was like, there has not been enough Strax in my life. <laughs> I completely, completely forgot. Maybe all that. of your Strax stuff came from the 12th Doctor. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It's mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff could be, for, I mean, you know, acid. That's, we've already uh-huh. seen that. Um, uh, all of his, you know, boy when he's talking to clearly a full-grown woman all of that kind of stuff uh so let's see under other stuff we noticed um corbin what was this one i told you to write this one down what is this uh this is what that crazy dude says at the beginning he says in the babble of the world there are whispers if you know how to listen that's kind of cryptic and creepy and and then weird yeah and then after they're talking about that uh jenny walks around the corner and hears some whispers (gasps) oh she did she was like did you hear that? Yeah. I found yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. The Whisperman. It was the Whisperman. Yeah. <laughs> In the Babel of the World, there are whispers if you know how to listen. That guy was creepy. I wanted to see more of him, and I'm sad that we didn't get to see him. He was also definitely insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, he might have been supposed to be Jack the Ripper. Because in a previous episode, Vastra says that she got Jack the Ripper. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, she may have killed him and eaten him. What? I think she ate Jack the Ripper. So never mind. This this must not Why? be. Why? But he definitely remember remember it was like <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Jenny says, "How did you find him?" In other words, how did you track him down and solve the mystery? How did you find him? And he says, "A bit gamey." <laughs> so in other words, I mm-hmm. ate him. How did I find him? Oh, you know, a bit gamey, but tender. <laughs> so yeah. At any rate, disgusting. Um, and then uh, time travel has always been possible in dreams. Did what? you write that down, Corbin? <laughs> yeah. They, that's a direct doesn't quote. doesn't mean any sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Getting, I mean, do, what? do you want to spend more time talking about the conference call? Because that's when this happened, right? Yeah. She says, time travel has always been possible in dreams, but something. There was a but. What was the but? I don't know. I don't remember. Also, apparently, it's possible in simulations as well. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to, we're huh? going to, we're going to come. Yeah, we're going to come back to that. Because I was thoroughly confused throughout this episode until I consulted the wiki and then I went, oh, right. All right. So that brings us into who's who. So first of all, uh, who is Vostra? Did we have anything? I mean, we've talked about her a few times. Was there anything, anything new that stuck out? Nah, not really. No. I thought it was interesting and I don't know why she was the last one standing. Uh, so, so. Because the hmm? doctor did not save her. <coughs> right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. She- so Jenny disappeared because... Strax saved her, but Strax wouldn't have ever been there if it hadn't been for the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wakia said Vastra killed Strax. That's not true. I, well, she pointed something at him and then he vaporized. So the Wakia took that to mean she blasted him with something and he was vaporized. I thought that was him disappearing. Because he would have been in Marty like McFly a style. war. Right, yeah, yeah. During that time. But the Wakia is like, she killed him. And I'm like, uh, I'm confused. So... So Vastra, yeah, so you're right. The doctor didn't ever explicitly save her, except maybe in circumstances where she wouldn't have been there for one of him anyway. So yeah. <clears throat> so she was still able to be there. Um, who is Jenny? She got murdered. She did. Which is just, yeah. But that was so unexpected. She's like, I hear something. Uh-oh, I think I'm dead. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. She's like, I think I've been murdered. And I'm like, it's like so I got three here? minutes yeah. of brain and activity then, left for this yeah. conference call. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm I'm gonna be dead. Yeah, exactly. And then she just faded away and I was like, man, how sad is that? Now again I was like, that cannot be the end of her character. I couldn't remember. 
Oh my god. I couldn't remember. You're like, wait, she dies that song? I was like, wait a minute. I know Vastra and Strax are in 12, 12's time. I don't remember if Jenny is. I couldn't remember, guys. I was like, oh no. Um, and it's a season finale. People like, die in finales. Yeah. People is. die in finales. That would have been a really But that would have been, I oh, know. That would have been awful. Nothing happened. It's like. Not only that, I'm she should have gone down swinging. Not oh, yeah. dreaming. Yeah. You know, but uh, so I, I will say this though. I love, okay. I've already said before, I love Vastra. I love Jenny and I love them as a couple. I mm-hmm. love their relationship. And we've talked before about how like Vastra is like, the noble woman with the fancy accent and Jenny's a little bit more laid back, you know, and she's, you know, she's plays the part Combat. of like a servant <laughs> and she will like kick. I mean, they both do though. That's the thing. Oh, I love yeah. Is that like when it's time to throw down, mm-hmm. it's not, it's okay. Come to roll so here's, my here's how it should have been written, right? You have a Victorian woman who's a servant and then you have the lizard lady from the dawn of time. When it starts going South, she should be <laughs> hiding behind Vastra, right? Uh-huh. And oh no, you know, I, what are we gonna do? She whips out her nunchucks. Nope. Yeah, she's like katana time. She right? rips off her suit, yeah. Hulk style. And, and not only that, they are going to banter while they're kicking butt. I know. Right? <laughs> like they're I can't remember exactly like I don't remember which episode it was or what exactly the scene was. I just remember the scene where they're like, they kick all of the butts, right? <laughs> yes. And then there's some sort of line that they they snip at each other about something. And Vastra says, like, oh, I don't know why you put wrong. up with me. And then like one of the bad guys starts to get up and she whips her tongue out and like kills the dude like <laughs> with her poison. And they just kind of like wink at each other like, yeah, He's we're like, both awesome. Um, so uh, I love the way they played this death, right? Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> I will say this, it, that's, that would have sucked for her to go out that way. But the way it played out from there was dead on. Vastra telling, like, threatening Strax, like, I, I will, will dismember kill you. you. Yeah, like, yeah. I will tear you limb from limb if you don't do CPR right now, you know? And he's like, and he's just like, calm down, boy. You know, it's a simple matter. Pew! And you're like, she's fine. What is, you know, what is her problem? But, I mean, she loses it. I will decapitate you. Yeah. yeah. She loses it. And then when Jenny disappears, and oh my gosh, that was a great moment, right? So she's talking. Jenny, Jenny is right here next to her. Vastra steps forward and, and, and between her and the camera so you can't see her. Then when she turns and the camera whips around, she's gone. Whoa. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like the perfect way to just like rip somebody's heart out. It's, it's, what hap- it's, it's like what happened to Hawkeye. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, goes and picks up the arrow and he turns around and his whole family's gone. He's like, no notice. What happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they, they played all of that amazingly well i am mm-hmm. glad however that jenny didn't die or that she that she died but it didn't matter <laughs> sorry. twice sorry she twice. died then she was erased because she died again in the past the of people that have been erased <laughs> and the then of all of it got undone and she came back uh, uh yeah so i'm glad that's that's the way it worked out all right so who is strax i love his line the place is surrounded give up your women and intellectuals <laughs> What? Like, we need our scientists. Um, and then he says to, uh, in the scene that we were just talking about, Vastra grabs him and says, you know, bring her back right now or I'll kill you. And he says, unhand me, ridiculous reptile. <laughs> like, not only is he going to talk down to her, he's going to alliterate it. Ridiculous reptile. Boy. Like, you try. I, you couldn't. I, he, he does not fear her in that Mm-mm. moment like At we've all. seen in the past you know what's weird is it, that that did show me something 
he is not afraid of Vastra. He respects her as like chain of command. Like mm-hmm. she is definitely, and by the way, in the Jenny Vastra relationship, like Vastra's definitely in charge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But she's in charge in a way that's like, she is the senior commander in this whole operation that is the Pattern Ooster gang. And, and Strax being a good Santaran, being a good soldier, like recognizes that authority. Mm-hmm. But when it came to you're grabbing my arm and threatening my life, like, let's go lady. <laughs> like I will take you and down. I will more. take you down hard <laughs> for the glory of the Santaran empire. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Strax more Strax, please. Uh, so who is river song? I love that Clara never realized she was a woman based yeah, on the right. doctor's mentions of her and having never seen her before. Right. That was a great line. I rewound river's face, facial reaction twice because it was priceless. Yeah. She's just like, Hmm. Really? Yeah. He's never and mentioned then, me. And then I love the way they broke that tension beautifully by having Strax, who has both heard of and met her on multiple occasions, oh, yeah. also never realized she was a woman because he's a lovable idiot. And you can see in her face how much that annoys her. She's like, right. are you kidding? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, he's Dr. Song is all he's ever mentioned of me, eh? Um, let's see. Strax also didn't realize that her hair is not, in fact, her head. He called her the one with the big head. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what is he talking about? And, and then I went, oh, right. Now I remember because I remember who Ridiculous else is on this hair. episode. Yeah, it's her big puffy hair, but he and thinks that's her head. Sontarans don't have hair. So. I, right. They just have a uh-huh. head. So why is that not just a part a of her head? head though, and as we talked about with the Tesselecta, it was. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, by the way, just one more Strax thing. The look. Do you all remember after the doctor says, given that I'm the only one who can see you, you know, goodness only knows what that looked like to everyone in the room. And yeah. the camera pans over. Strax's look of disgust <laughs> and confusion <laughs> was is, amazing. Needs to be the wallpaper on my phone. That was amazing. I love it. And he it. like he looked he looked at everybody else like, did nobody else what? just yeah. see this? <laughs> It's fantastic. Uh, so back to River. Uh, let's see. She knows the doctor's name. Okay. So here's the thing, right? She she reminds us this this was a, this was a production level thing happening here, right? It, during the conference call, it's discussed that no one knows the doctor's name, and Vastra tells Clara, "Oh, the doctor doesn't give up his secrets to anyone, and if you're still living under the illusion that you're the exception, you're sadly mistaken." Right. To which River casually drops into the conversation, oh, I know his name. Right? Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> we know that. We know that from the first time we've met her, she whispers into the 10th Doctor's ear, and he says, you just said my name. How do you know my name? So, it's already established. We're just being reminded, right? Because that's been a couple seasons ago. A lot of things have happened, particularly surrounding the Doctor's name. And so, we're being reminded here. But I am not 100% sure when this happens because we have her whispering the name into the doctor's ear in uh, uh, library. What is it? Silence in the library um, and Forest of the Dead, that that two-parter there. She whispers his name into his ear. We have a scene where the 11th doctor whispers into her ear and then pulls back and says, I just told you my name. We find out later that's a lie because he said, look into my eye to reveal to her that he's inside the Tesselecta and it's, yeah. 
So he lied. That is not when he told her his name. So I'm not sure when that's supposed to have happened because I don't, and, and he, I tried to find it in the Wikia, but it's such a mountain of knowledge. It's hard to, to search like one particular question. I don't think it ever happens on screen. I doubt it. It may have happened like in a comic or something, but I don't think that it happened on screen. Uh, on screen. Now, we're, we're circling back around to something Corbin hinted at that Trip was confused about. River in this episode, this, the river that we see in this episode was brought in from the library data core. Mm-hmm. This was not, this was River after Forest of the Dead. Mm-hmm. This was River after she died. So like Corbin said, apparently the conference call can also like not only psychically connect with living people, past, present, and future, but also if you happen Dead to be people? uploaded to a data core, <laughs> it can also connect with you. Non-existent people? Well, I mean, she exists, but she exists in a data core as a memory file. Like, you know, there's that whole, there's that whole question of <laughs> there's your existential crisis for the week right um in this episode we had essentially and like some kind of astral projection of a digital backup file of a dead person that's who she was when when she went to slap the doctor and he caught her hand that's kind of the layers that we have going on many here, right? many layers removed from actually being alive yeah from the river that we met in that in that first episode so by the way this means that we are now the furthest down her time stream that we have ever been. Mm-hmm. When we first met her, that was essentially the end of her story, mm-hmm. right? When we first meet her. And then everything that we see after that, we see mostly in reverse order, right? But now all of a sudden, we have plucked her out of that data core, which means this is happening after Forest of the Dead. So this is the furthest into her future, her subjective future that we've ever been. And to my knowledge, and the Wikia backed this up when I wrote the notes, I hadn't seen it yet, but I found it later on. Uh, to my knowledge and that of the Wikia, this is the furthest down her time stream that has ever been aired yet. Wow. I mean, the show's still going, <laughs> so knows. Um, but this is the farthest into her future that we've ever been. So that was that was weird to me to think about because we've spent so much time going backwards through her timeline. Uh-huh. And then and then in a weird twist that I don't even think uh I don't even think um Russell T Davies saw coming uh we jumped to her beginning. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't know if did I tell you about the time uh, one time where uh somebody one of one of the writers either Russell T or Stephen Moffat said that the original plan was for her her to meet the doctor for the first time in her experience at his death. Did did we ever talk about that? I don't think so. Okay. So that's behind the scenes stuff that it never, it never happened because they ended up meeting in let's kill Hitler. But the original idea was that river would meet the first time that she subjectively met the doctor would be, it was something like the 25th doctor on his deathbed, essentially dying like they would meet and then he would immediately die in battle. So the original idea was when he first meets her, she dies. And then when she first meets him, he dies. But then that all just got all thrown out the window. Apparently and we got all wibbly wobbly. So at any rate, all right. So that brings us down to who is the doctor. Um, 
He says he's probably time traveled more than anyone, making his grave potentially the most dangerous place in the universe. That's kind of intense, you know, mm-hmm. only for him. But uh, oh, is that what that meant? I thought it was just like in general the most dangerous place in the universe. I mean, because it's your not just grave for him. Is only effective to you. Any, it's not like any time traveler that went no, there. No, no, no. I think I think effects. what it's saying. I think what he was saying was. Because as we find out later, we didn't know this when that line was uttered, but as we find out later, it's not because his body is buried there. It's because his timeline is there. And apparently you can just jump into it like an open wound, Corbin. (laughs) Corbin's like, ah, ah, why can you enter it? Ah." Does that mean if I just jump on some random dude's dead body, I can enter their time stream too? No, not at all. (laughs) It happens to time travelers? Please don't try that. Uh, Please. Please don't try that this weekend. Um, Please don't try that ever. Ever, yes, ever. No, no it's it's the most dangerous place in the universe because when Simeon jumped into it and screwed up the timeline, what started happening? The stars started. Yeah, going? remember that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that's but. again. And th- and by the way, the Wikia pointed out this is the second time that's happened. This is not the first time that the doctor dying caused all the stars to go out. I'm like, why does okay? He's saved actually so saved universes. every single sun in the universe. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that getting rid of the Daleks and the Cybermen. I get, yeah, I guess. I mean, At any rate, uh, let's see. The Great Intelligence says, "Welcome to the resting place of the cruel tyrant, the slaughterer of the ten billion, and the vessel of the final darkness." Welcome to the tomb uh, of the Doctor. Uh, the vessel of the final darkness seems kind of weird. Kind of macabre (laughs) (laughs) the vessel of the final darkness that's fantastic Uh, um he also says he will have other names before the end storm beast valyard does do any of those ring bells to you guys i mean the oncoming the oncoming storm we've heard before beast i think is maybe i that might have been uh an off tv thing i can't remember do y'all remember Valyard, though? Have we talked about that? Mm. Let me rephrase. We've talked about that. Do y'all remember that? No. The Valyard, remember we just did the sixth Doctor and we watched an episode from his first season. His second season, the whole season, was one story. Wow. Yeah. Which was unheard of in that day Whoa. and time. Nowadays, that's like, that's how you do TV. But yeah. back then it was crazy. And it was called the, uh, the Trial of a Time Lord. The sixth Doctor is put on trial and the one prosecuting him is a time lord called the Valyard. And it turns out the big twist is that the Valyard, the, the Valyard or Valyard, is a manifestation of the darkness of the Doctor that would come about somewhere between, this is the way they put it, somewhere between his 12th and final incarnation. <laughs> somewhere in that time. Right. And so because. At the time, you could only have twelve regenerations. So, in other words, what they were what they were saying was between his twelfth and thirteenth. But they said it poetically, and because they said it poetically, it left the door wide open. So everybody, like I was expecting the Valyard to show up after twelve, right? Twelve should have regenerated into the Valyard. That's that, or or something like that, right? Something should have happened between twelve and thirteen. But now it's between the twelfth and final, and blah. So there's a whole other thing coming there. So interesting little um the great intelligence also mentioned other things um the uh the 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 guy from dinosaurs on a spaceship um what was his name oh gosh uh, i don't remember uh it was it wasn't it was a bible name it wasn't lazarus oh yeah you oh, got it uh, uh yeah solomon yeah solomon was solomon yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. uh solomon the the the, the gatherer or, or collector that's what he was um they mentioned uh um, not noah 
sullen. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. For what? Anyways, <laughs> um, he mentioned several other things like that. So uh, the doctor says bodies are boring. I've had loads of them already. Mm, that's probably will have loads more. So, yeah. Just an interesting way. Bodies are boring. I've had a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, I want to see him like jump into like a random alien or something. I want to see one where he's not a, where yeah, like he doesn't regenerate into a, a time lord. I can be anything. Yeah. That's why I've been predominantly human and male. White male human. Yeah. yeah. Um, and British. With a British accent. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> British hey, A lot of places have a north. Okay. Um, no, that that is something. Not that, a lot of places have a Britain though. So. <laughs> How do you know? That's right. How do you know? Um, what I thought was interesting about um, when Nine was getting ready to regenerate, you know, he said he made a statement like he might come back with two heads. And like, when Eleven right, came back, have. he was checking to make sure he still had fingers and knees and things. I'm like, why and are you ears and nose? Things. Yeah. And I'm like, you always have these things. Right. Right. Like he's not only is he always like bipedal humanoid, he's always like definitely, okay, granted Time Lord, but he looks like a human being. Why do we have those as options, especially if he's never going to change any aspect other than like hair color and age? Like for heaven's teeth, sake, new teeth. for heaven's, yeah, for heaven's sake, it's been a running gag and we've still never had a ginger. Yeah, right. We've still never had a ginger. We just finally got a woman, um, you know, like anyways. So good, good point, Trip. I, I would like, love to see him come back as a mosquito. <laughs> if, if Not Lords, come back, but regenerate. If Time Lords can regenerate into anything, though, then what is the statement? I don't look human. You look Time Lord right. mean at all? Right, right. I so, think I think those are 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 fun throwaway bits that unfortunately are not realistic. Shouldn't be taken. Yeah, shouldn't be taken as anything. Um, we find out that the doctor can always see and hear River. Which I, makes I, no sense. Yeah, don't don't really know what that means unless he's just being poetic. If he's just being poetic, it's fine. Um, and then, <laughs> and then except we have it's bit. not fine because he shouldn't be able to see or hear her in this episode for real. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah. None of that or should be able have happened. To touch her? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely like <gasps> physically interact and then openly acknowledge how weird it, it was. Must look. It was a great reveal moment that he caught her hand. I think it would have been even better and funnier if he if she'd have gone to slap him and it worked. I think that would have been even better. What and he'd be slap- like, "What did you do that for? I could hear you the whole time." You know, that would have been great. But uh, they decided to go sweet instead of slap, literally slapstick. <laughs> All right, so can slap we talk about Clara? Stick. Can we talk about Clara? Because no, because we're here, guys. We're here. Indeed. <laughs> we are here. Damn possible. She girl. is born to save the doctor. Wait. No. She wasn't. What? She was just born and then happened <laughs> to save the doctor. No, what she means <laughs> is when she was born again and again, she was born to save the doctor. I don't think that's No, means. I think what she's saying is, yeah, when she, when she remember, when she uh, flew into this world, floated into this world on the most important leaf in the universe? Oh, I hate, I hate that. Literally. <laughs> The most important. Oh, I just realized. That's why it's the most important leaf in the universe, guys. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you, but that's why. Which makes the leaf even dumber. Why? It makes it all make sense. I hate the leaf. Corbin's like rubbing his temples. Like, (laughs) hanging his Like, I understand the butterfly effect and whatnot, but. Okay. Trying to. The leaf effect? But saying that a leaf is what caused you. It literally did. Yes, but. But That's the, why her parents but met. But then it's like, okay, but no, then, it was the tree. Reminder about then, how babies happen. You know, the sapling from the tree and whatnot. Like, that's 
It's or not the person who planted the, the tree. Or the earth. <laughs> yeah, right? The earth for existing at all. And, or their well, parents, I mean, yes, because they made we, them. Why do we start with the leaf? It, we could drag this back forever. The leaf is okay, arbitrary. You, okay, no, you can, but the tree could have existed and she still could have not existed. Uh-huh. It was that leaf on that tree. And she the said... The leaf could have existed and without she, her existing. Yeah. The leaf could have flown off in the other direction if the wind wasn't yeah, but blowing that's the, the right point. way. That's the whole point. The whole point that's is whole that point. it's stupid. Okay, Aren't you glad, though, that the doctor didn't go back and plant that tree? Yes. Okay. Aren't you really glad? Because I know, thought that's what we were going to do. Had done if the doctor was sitting in the tree? I would have raged. Oh, no, not sitting in the tree. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about I really expected us at, at some point to have the doctor, like at the end of this episode, have the, no, He's even like, worse. I want to no, start an even apple worse. orchard. I remember now. Even worse, what I thought was going to happen was the doctor was going to take Clara back. To plant, the to tree. plant the tree, <sighs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> better not do that." No. Okay, all right, and can I just say this? I bring that up because I know how much you would hate that. I would have loved it. I know, <laughs> it would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the it perfect would've... cherry on top to this crap cake. <laughs> oh. I would have hated that so uh, much. Cherry on top of the crap Sunday. <laughs> oh, Trip said that the opening dialogue, the opening monologue. From Clara. Yeah. I am Clara Oswald, and I was born to save the doctor. Trip goes, this is more than we got the entire season. And it was. We got it it at the beginning of an episode. We got, (sighs) and even when they were doing, even when they were showing us the clips that kind of, it was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. we're going to show you these clips of Clara all throughout time, and it doesn't make sense, and then it's going to make sense at the end. It didn't make sense. Well, no, I thought thought that it kind of still made sense at the beginning. It's like, Oh, all right. So apparently she's just been around a bunch. We don't know why yes. she's falling and and whatever. We don't know that, but we're don't being why t- we're being told that she has been around forever in a million pieces and a million versions of her and they're all out there to try and save the doctor and we most of the time why. he doesn't even get to see me. But sometimes he does. I oh, hate that. That's why <laughs> I like the what? first doctor. How does I, like he not I hate this cover up where it's like <laughs> <laughs> I hate that it's like mean, I've been here the whole time, but for some magical we reason, only saw us three he never times. sees me. I'm always in the camera shots, except I'm not in the actual episodes, and he never he sees only, me. He only except, saw me cameras in three except, times, except for you know the eleventh Doctor and the first Doctor. And sure, I can admit. Maybe that since it's been seemingly a couple, hundreds of hundred years, and plus it was for someone he met actual- briefly for yeah. a few seconds. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I can understand. And saved his Maybe life. Maybe he forget, but also like, he didn't save his life. Then. But he, like, he was, was going to topics. embark on the greatest adventure anyone has ever been on. Right there, he, I, I feel like he would have remembered her. No, he didn't know he was embarking on the on the universe's greatest adventure. He was fleeing from Gallifrey. He was running away. That's true, but like still, you're I not gonna like, you're not like... gonna remember the random dude at the bus stop that said, "Wait for the number six, not the number five bus." Five hundred years later, or whatever. I wouldn't even listen to that person. But... <laughs> A thousand one. So I'll admit that, but I still just hate. I just I still just hate, except for these four instances in all of time that the Doctor has. Never been able to see her. <laughs> Not that he hasn't, but he like literally can't. It's so oh, dumb. I hate it. All right. So um, we, we skipped over a couple of things. Just, uh, just she mentioned, I am going to be souffle girl. That was, that was a fun little callback. Um, like Amy, she's somehow able eventually to remember events from a timeline that never existed. And then she says, <clears throat> I love this. 
She tells the doctor and everybody there, if this works, get out of here as fast as you can and spare a thought for me every now and then. In fact, run. Run, you clever boy, and remember me. So they take that line and they rewrite it. If this works, get out of here as fast as you can. Spare a thought for me every now and then. In other words, run, you clever boy, and remember me. So Corbin said, it's going to be the stupid leaf. Yeah, now, it is. That, all that brings us down to, so what did you guys think of the Impossible Girl arc? <laughs> this was the dumbest possible ending. It was, I have to wonder. I expected more. I, like the cool, it was cool how she got scattered through, but we should have definitely seen more versions. All right, so here's here's what I wrote. We this. should have like seen her in like random camera shots. Here's here's what I wrote. Okay, now there are obvious production level reasons why you couldn't have Jenna Louise Coleman appearing in episodes from 1969. Yeah, there's obvious the reasons. Same age However, as she is now. But. I kind of wish that there had been more time to explore this. And I mean like a lot of time. They needed a lot more like time. Like multiple doctors, okay? Yeah. I wish, I wish that Jenna Coleman had appeared in a Tenant episode like Capaldi did and like Karen Gillan did, actually in the same episode, if y'all recall. Yeah. I wish that she had been some random side character that had Pushed no- Pushed a button or something. Or that just was there. Just like, just like uh, Karen Gillan was there. She wasn't a big, she wasn't a huge role. You know, like she had lines and things like that, but she was just kind of there. I wish that Jenna, Jenna Coleman had had something like that during Tenet's time. And then that we'd had some time, uh, I wish we'd gone ahead and done Asylum of the Daleks and then the Snowmen. And then let's go ahead and meet present day Clara, right? <clears throat> Which we would have to agree is the original Clara, right? Yeah. The Clara who called the, and rang the bells of St. John that is the original Clara. All of the other ones, the, the the first two that we met were echoes. Which, by the way, Trip, you used the phrase echo. in one of your theory sections. Yeah, you really oh, did. Yeah. She is an echo. Leaking. Like, the time is leaking out. Is what you said. Yeah, I know. I know. I had my best poker face on that day because, and I and I remember I listened back and I said, <clears throat> "So you're saying? <laughs> Let me get this word that for the word. The other ones are kind of like." Echoes of Clara. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> but you had already used the word echoes. I didn't even feed it to you. You had already said that word. At any rate, I wish that we had met, uh, you know, uh, Clara Prime, so to speak, and she died. Yeah. Something. And then Eleven runs into another echo later. And then Capaldi runs into another echo later and then flip. Let's just keep it going and let's get all the way out to uh, Whitaker meeting her before we solve the mystery. I would love to see. And, and there are some but times. They could where, not have kept that actress the entire like five years. No, but you could though. That's yeah, what I'm saying could. is here's, here's my point is now we can do these things. Mm -hmm. We have shown. Okay. Our, our entire podcast schedule right now for this entire year is built around going to see Bill and Ted 3, a 25-year sequel. Yeah. With the that same That is coming people. out in the same summer as Top Gun Maverick, a 30-year sequel. We can do these things. And so I would love to see a showrunner. I would love to see Chibnall go for it. Plant a seed now. Here's what I think, okay? This is me having a crazy idea and it'll never happen. But what I would love to see is a showrunner plant a seed 
and make it some kind of part of the show where you keep seeing the same person or running into the same problem or any random something. Yeah. Something. It can involve having the same actor come in over the course of years. Or it could just be a thought, an idea, something like that. Where it is because right now we we have seen stuff like that, right? We've yeah. seen the doctor revisit things from classic who. We have seen, and I and I've I've told you guys before that series 12 deals with stuff that goes back to 1968. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have done it. However, it's all been after the fact. It's all been retcon. Yeah. It's yeah. all been... Now, listen. It's all been unintentional. We kind of did this with River. Yeah. Okay? Not like River, super long scale. But we have so far seen... Two. Yeah, but we have so far seen River go through two doctors and two showrunners. Yeah. Right? Now, um, the thing about it, though, is that it's kind of... It was kind of slapped together, I feel like. There was, there was some stuff where... She was more important or less important and, 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 all, and all these kinds of things. Go ahead and drop some seeds in right now and let them grow over the next 10, 15 years because this show's going to be around. Mm-hmm. And if you know what? You know what? What's the worst that, worst that could happen? You start planting seeds for a thing that you want to pay off in 10 years, three showrunners from now. And it's a, it would have to be just a sacred trust. Chibna would have to say, this is the dream, and he would have to sell it to the next guy. And then, or woman, or whoever. And then that person would have to sell it to the next showrunner, right? And you just keep it going for the sake of the show, for the sake of the of the idea of the thing, right? That's what I would love to see. Like, keep planting seeds, and then maybe stop for a bit, and have people go, wait, where did this That's what I'm go? saying. And yeah. then throw it back in there every right. now and then, and go, we keep, like, okay, we keep okay. seeing this. What we did, is it? Remember, we had the season of River. Mm-hmm. I love that we did all that in that season. It is my yeah. favorite season. But that could have been stretched out for years, you know? It would take a lot of trust. Like it said. would, and that's, and that's the thing. Is it, you would just have to, and, and maybe what it would take is have it center around a character and sell it to that actor. And that actor and their agent, <laughs> yeah. you know, gets the contracts together to say, no, 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 we're going to do this. And again, what I was saying earlier, worst case scenario, you plan something out for 15 years and worst and case scenario, Doctor Who goes off the air in 10 years. Okay, like that would suck anyway. So who cares if we, you know, like if we lost a time, uh, a, a storyline. I mean, like that's never happened. Before. I will say though, with the river thing. Yeah. Like it was what, like three years since her first, her last time for whatever, you know, her first episode. And then like now, and she is already like visibly older than she was in the first time she showed up. Well, yeah. It and wouldn't be the you would have same. To, you would just have to prepare for stuff. it though. You would have to prepare for it. So here's the thing. Film What's the problem? entire you, episode in advance. Lock in okay. one actor. That would green screen. You would have to no. You would have to do that actor in green screen because you don't know who the doctor is going to be, <laughs> unless. <laughs> as we've talked about, didn't we just say something about that? Didn't I just I, I, I threw something out there like that about a trip? So you it was your idea. You said something about having the the. The next Two doctor, doctors yeah, ahead. like the fifteenth doctor appears, and then now you've got to cast that person as that doctor or whatever. So, or at least someone that will look a lot like it. Uh, well, you know, yeah. that wouldn't fly over well at all. Not for <laughs> not, not for the all. doctor. Some side character yeah. maybe, but not for the doctor. Uh, Corbin, um, or or both of y'all. What what else about the Impossible Girl? Well, I I know you hate it. I have to wonder though. Does she? That's a stupid question. She clearly remembers. So she was entirely feigning not remembering the doctor. No. 
No, no, no. That's the thing is I don't think. I, she remembered I, any of her past. I think, I think that when she hit the bottom, right, she was falling and falling and falling. I think when she hit the bottom, she remembered everything she did. But I think that while it was happening, she didn't. So you mean to say she was born and raised on Gallifrey and then showed up conveniently right as the doctor was about to leave and knew the specifics of each of the TARDISes there and then just told him completely from memory? Wait, does that mean she could have been alien? That's that's the only... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Okay, so so the Wikia made made a point. It said... um, it's. It was talking about some minutia about uh, them using stock footage from one of the old episodes, right, of the first Doctor. And they said, um, thus and such and that and that happened before the Gallifreyan Clara came to talk to him. And I went, <gasps> that means that version of Clara was a Gallifreyan. Whether yeah, or not she, she was a Time Lord, I don't know. Which means but she, she could was a have Gallifreyan. totally ended up being a Time Lord, getting her there, own TARDIS. There could be. Flying around like... Clara with her own TARDIS. Yeah. There are, that means that there could be Time Lords that were Clara Oswalds. Yeah. There could be, there was a Dalek, (laughs) essentially. There could be Cybermen. I mean, she wasn't born a Dalek. She was turned into a Dalek. But still, she ended up that way. Huh? She still ended up. Yeah, she actually ended up as a Dalek. But yeah, that's the thing. She, there, there could be, there could be other alien oh versions goodness, of her or whatever. I didn't that even they, think of that. Yeah, just bumping into the doctor all over his time stream. So yeah, she could have been anywhere. Now granted, because again, production level, it was easier to just show her as her, not in, you know, crazy makeup mm-hmm. and costumes and everything. That would have been, been really cool. Yeah. 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 So a lot of the, a lot of the bits that we saw, it was easily just her as a human being uh, encountering the doctor. But then mm-hmm. there was at least one time where she was a Gallifreyan. Because otherwise, why would she be on Gallifrey? Yeah. Yeah. She, she definitely was wasn't on a human Earth, being. Yeah. And then she just like. Right. Does that mean she remembers living through a bunch of different times and a bunch of different places? I would have to think so. I guess. Which I would means have to if she so. lived across the entire thing of the doctor meeting, like meeting with him anytime he was in trouble and lived that extra time. Mm-hmm. That means she has memories of being older than the Doctor so far. So now we have two characters that are <laughs> essentially older. <clears throat> no, they're both okay. not we because also, they got we also have a We also have a new record for companion deaths. Oh, yeah. Well, as not on screen. Not on screen. But that means, remember, she broke up into a million pieces, a million versions of her. That means she Even died. Even the ones that didn't interact um, with the Doctor. Um, I'm under the impression not, that every one of them interacted with him somehow. Oh yeah, because it was in his timeline. Right. So they were at and least she said, near him. And she said, I, I'm born, I live, I die, but there's always the doctor, was one of the things that she said. So maybe one time she just said, you know, like there's the one bit where she said, doctor, and he heard her as he's driving by. And that was their only interaction. And presumably her yelling his name helps him somehow. I don't know. So, or yelling... Didn't Doctor. always <clears throat> probably she always just interacted, but she didn't always like um save him. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So alrighty. I think that brings us on down to our classic Who connection. Uh so let's uh take just a minute to hear what Jared's got to say. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the episode The Name of the Doctor. 
So to start off, I'll talk about something we covered. I don't know, it's probably been a few months now, but uh, we did already cover uh, the Valyard. And uh, that was mentioned in this uh, serial and it's or this episode. And it's kind of cool because the Valyard, if you don't remember, was featured in the serial Trial of a Time Lord with the Sixth Doctor. And he it's revealed in that episode that the Valyard is act- actually, spoiler alert, is actually a future incarnation of the Doctor, but it's like all his evil side uh, put together. So it's it's kind of cool that they, who knows if they'll actually show the Valyard in the future. Um, they, they might have, I, you know, I'm trying not to spoil any future episodes for Noobs and the Whovian listeners um, or anything, but so I'm not going to say whether they do or they don't, but it's kind of cool that they mentioned it, so they're kind of keeping it in the canon and keeping it going there, even though, because it's supposed to happen at a certain time, um, you know, within within a certain regeneration. And so they're, they're keeping it there uh, within the canon. So that was kind of a cool mention, if all maybe a little brief, though. Uh, so that's all we'll, we'll discuss there. You'll have to go back, uh, listen to past, if you haven't didn't hear it already, past uh, Noobs and the Whovian episodes uh, to catch up more on that. And so... Moving on, then we've got the revelation of the Daleks with the Sixth Doctor. In that serial, he thought he saw his gravestone, and he was really disturbed by it. Uh, it turns out that it was uh, just a, a fake one um, that was made by by the baddie in that, that serial, but uh, it was made up to disturb him, and it worked. But um, So this is not you know, going to Trenzalore. The, the concept is kind of there, that existential feeling of, going to visit your future grave. Um, and the doctor says to Clara that uh, the dimensioning forces deep within the TARDIS can make one giddy. The fifth, or fifth, the fifth doctor also said that to Adric in Castrovalva. Uh, Adrazani was mentioned. We covered that pretty well with the fifth doctor episode. Uh, and, you know, was, it was just mentioned there with the great intelligence uh, a passing mention. And speaking of the fifth doctor, also, sorry, no, this is the seventh doctor, but uh, so again, we have this connection to the silver nemesis, uh, which is really the first time that they talked about the fact that nobody knows the true name of the doctor. And so that was brought back, uh, that point was brought up that, you know, if, if Clara thinks that she's special or an exception, uh, think about the fact that she doesn't really know his name, although she kind of does. But anyway, um, so that was pointed out to Ace by Lady Penaforte. Um, so that was in, in the Silver Nemesis. Um, that they really first brought up that concept that the name of the doctor has uh, power behind it and there are some secrets he never shares. Uh, in the serial The City of Death, that's with the fourth doctor, we meet uh, Skaroth. He was the last Jaggeroth and he tried to repopulate a species by traveling back in time and uh, basically back in time on Earth, trying to uh, populate then when it's just certain dinosaurs or animals ruling the Earth so that uh, that his they could maybe take over and uh, uh, populate Earth there that way. Uh, but he took off from the planet and uh, against his 
ship's computer's advice, he took off at warp three, and that caused his ship to explode. And because he was a time traveler, too, he went into the time vortex and divided. You know, this explosion happened right as as he was trying to travel through time. And he divided into 12 copies of himself uh, that was spread throughout the time vortex. And so we in the serial uh, City of Death, you met some of those copies uh, there. And so it's kind of like what Clara did, uh, except he was able to communicate between copies telepathically. So that was interesting. But similar concept, uh, maybe the idea with Clara being able to divide and uh, help connect with the doctor all throughout time, uh, maybe borrowed from that idea. Uh, The fast return switch in the TARDIS uh, that was mentioned, it was first seen in the serial The Edge of Destruction with the first doctor. And then finally, uh, much like we had with the time leak in Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, we have the Doctor using his sonic screwdriver on the wound in time, and we hear voices from the past. And thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for compiling this list. I'm just going to give you the classic Doctor, or the classic Who uh, um, sentences or or instances that we have. So we have the first Doctor saying, Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? And then the sixth doctor says, Daleks, Santarans, Cybermen, they're still in the nursery compared to us, referring to Time Lords. Uh, The second doctor says, there are some corners of the universe that have bred the most terrible things. The fourth doctor says, do you see the right? Uh, Or sorry, do I have the right? And that's from uh, the... Genesis of the Daleks, where he's thinking about, uh, do I have the right to destroy an entire species? Uh, the fifth doctor in Caves of Androzani says, so you see. And the third doctor says, and this is probably my favorite, it was the daisiest daisy I'd ever seen. So there you go. Uh, those were the quotes that came wafting through time. All right. I loved this one. I loved how they made Clara the impossible girl. They, they uh, came up with how she could be in all these instances and uh, and just I, I, it was a, well, I had a lot of fun. We, we had we had lots of great characters. We had lots of great plot and, and uh, wonderful, I, I thought, a very exciting end there and, and uh, all this back history on the Doctor kind of um, I mean, some of it's kind of new or or expanding on just little ideas, but tying it all together, I just thought was wonderful. So I'm going to give it nine out of 10 sonic screwdrivers somehow uh, manipulating a wound in time. (laughs) And uh, as far as uh, creep level goes, uh, the the whisper men are are pretty creepy. Uh, And and that's about that all that really stood out to me on that one. So I'll give it a, a hundred out of 500 on that. So, thank you to the TARDIS Wikia, and as always, thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right, so that brings us down to our overall impressions. Overall, out of 10, you pick the scale. <laughs> what do you give it, Trip? 10 out of 10, definitely. Old Claras. 10 old Claras? Cause, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, cause she died and lived and died and lived and died and lived. And she still has so all those point, memories. There was an old car. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, because she has like the memories. Crazy of- old Clara, because now she's lived a million lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Nice. That are existential all existential like- crisis. Yeah, right. <laughs> what even is yeah. existence? 
so so ten out of ten. No, no, nowhere to improve. This one was perfect. Yes, it's a must see. Wow, yes. awesome. Well, I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Why? Not it's the stupid leaf. Get rid of the leaf. It's not about the leaf. I thought this was a terrible way to wrap up this story. No, like, it was good. No, it really was. Right, even surely you have to agree a little bit that this just it wasn't good. I it's expected like, more, but yeah. Okay, so but first of I all, think it was good. First of all, there's the fact that there's like a million copies of her out there. Yeah, but then How only. Is- Four of them ever interact with the doctor. I mean, and the yeah. rest of the time, right. the doctor, like, what? They didn't really make it clear if he doesn't notice her or if he straight up, like, can't see her or something. No, no, no. I think it was just that he's going she's just high. nobody. She's just, sometimes she's a random person in the background. And sometimes she's almost a companion and gets a key and then dies. Yeah. You know? But, like, <clears throat> It's it's just it's just weird like not because even I, like every she's a nobody for able. every single doctor and the mm-hmm. doctor somehow doesn't notice and then she ends up being the companion three times in a row for the same doctor <laughs> and you're like what how does that make production. any they, sense they needed production. more like yeah time. I know there's production problems but right. the fact that they literally spliced her into the camera shots of old episodes <laughs> when she clearly <laughs> wasn't there right it was just it no, was but she dumb. was you see. Like one, of the, one of the Star Trek movies, they did the same thing, but they used differing camera shots, right? Because they didn't that happen? They time traveled back onto their own thing or whatever, but they used different camera shots. That's my point. And I just, oh, I thought it was so dumb. <laughs> and we mentioned the leaf. I still think that leaf is way too overrated in the series. <laughs> so I'm going to say uh, 5.5. That's the wow. Spot. I'm going to say 5.5. <sighs> Brutal. What? Um, Brutal. 5.50 open wounds, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was red. It was red. (laughs) Oh, it did turn red, didn't it? It didn't turn red until something jumped in it and infected it. (laughs) (laughs) Time wars have blue blood then? Um, I am... uh, All right, so I'm going to rate this based on the episode. Okay. The not the whole series what and everything. Not the arc. Because I feel like you hate this episode because of the arc. Because of the Impossible Girl arc. Well, I mean. And I'm not discounting that. I'm not saying. Uh, that's fine. That the is, arc that is was one dumb way. in general. But if I, gave, <laughs> if I gave it the whole thing of the arc, I think it would be a lot lower. Oh, wow. Okay. So this episode actually brought it up in your mind. I'm, I don't I, like the arc mainly if I had, because if I it's had a lot to of rate, stalling. It's what? Like, it's it's just. Who is the impossible girl? Does this person know? They don't. Does this person know? They don't. No. They start the episode. She knows everything and <laughs> catches us all up. And I just yeah, and didn't like and it. we didn't even really talk about it for the first couple of episodes. Yeah. So uh, we just like the doctor just and kind of seemed to be completely ignoring it. They didn't so, explain it well in this episode. I, I would say I would say that the arc. I I've already you know, I would have liked to have seen more. Yeah. So. But there's and not really much I more think that do. there was there was too much mystery. There was too much box and not enough mystery. Like there weren't there wasn't any like dribbling out of clues um, yeah. or anything like that. Like 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 there kind of was with River. Right? Mm-hmm. They would tease us. They would drag us along. This thing, I felt like I had to like force you guys to give me theories because I was remembering this episode and failing to remember the lead up to it completely. 
Like and if it was you wouldn't have like, mentioned anything about it, it was I like, would still have I would have no earthly idea. Yeah, it was one notch better than Bad Wolf. Where Bad Wolf, mm-hmm. you don't know it's coming at all well, I think, until you look back on it. I think Bad Wolf was better in that way because at least they weren't trying to tease it, it to you the you, whole season. Yeah. You, know, you have it. to watch it again to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, it's like, but there's a mystery. And you're not telling us. Or anything. is there? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would, there I would give the arc like a six. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, six I would six out of ten ill-planned story arcs. Or, yes. or short two short story arcs. Um, the episode, however... I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I like I like the resolution. I like I like the idea yeah, that I almost I almost would have rather seen this first. And forget about the mystery box. Do this and oh, then she's traveling the rest Yeah. Let the rest of the season be the playing anyways, that's the arc. Yeah. The episode, uh I'm gonna give nine uh nine out of ten half faces. <laughs> <laughs> Half Gideon faces, or Simeon. Yeah, blah. Um, I completely forgot that that happened, by the way. So when it happened, we were watching it yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, What about the creep level? Speaking of half faces, I'm going to go ahead and and give this a good solid uh, 300 out of 500 creep levels. You got to remember, guys, the Whispermen were were horrifying. Yeah, they were pretty Uh, terrifying. The the half face thing was was pretty terrifying. Definitely um, not the worst we've seen though. No. Oh no no no! But that's why I gave it a three hundred out of five hundred. I didn't give it four ninety nine or something yeah. like that. So. I do appreciate that they didn't bullcrap it. They're like the whispering men. Who are those? Oh, they're right here, and they're pretty terrifying. But we're not gonna like hype it up by who are they? You can't see yeah. them. Right? There. Yeah yeah yeah. They were just no, there was a mention of them, and there that. they are. Yeah. They it, were like like with the silence. They hyped it up, but then it. it it, was, it paid off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like, so Trip, what are you what are you going to give it out of five hundred creep levels? Just ninety. I mean, 90? it wasn't not that bad. Okay. Like the Whispermen were pretty much the only thing, and kind of the existential horror of dying a trillion <laughs> a million times, times or, or whatever, yeah, whatever, and still yeah. remembering all of it. Right. Right. And I'm presuming that she remembers it because when she was talking to the doctor at the bottom of the uh, of the mm-hmm. fall, she remembered them all. She yeah. remembered all the stuff. So presumably when they step out of the timeline, then she still remembers it. Oh, by the way, interesting tidbit from the Wikia. Uh, Matt Smith, uh, the 11th Doctor was supposed to carry Clara out of the timeline, out of the time stream thing. But Matt Smith had a knee injury, so he couldn't do it. <laughs> wow. So he didn't. Uh, so Corbin, mm-hmm. what are you going to give it on the uh, creep factor there? I'm also going to say 90. I mean, again, okay. not really that creepy. Not too much. The... Uh, Whatever. The I may have, I may have gone a little weird. high. I may have gone a little high. Just, just if a the, little. If there had been, well, if the Whispermen had, had been more involved, maybe it would have been. Because mm-hmm. they, yeah. they, they were like horrifying to look at, but they weren't they weren't a real, real threat for very, very long. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I there was too much mystery box going on. There was more with like the teeth and their. Yeah. They, just, well, the fact that like. Oh, you know, I'm going to stick my to, hand like, into you. Like yeah. that's, that's all they do. That's, I mean, that's pretty horrifying. <laughs> Stick your hand yeah, into your body. But yeah. like a normal person, All right, it would be so kind of creepy like that. <laughs> that brings us down to the theories. All right, so here's what I have written down. Trip thinks all the Claras are the result of the TARDIS exploding in Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Mm, not so much. No. Then you said the time leaking out in that mm-hmm. episode. Remember, we, saw, we talked about the time leak. The time leaking out created echoes of Clara that have taken on a life of their own 
and don't remember each other or the doctor or anything. That is well, pretty dang close. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, right. it didn't get wasn't, the first part. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a result of the explosion and journey to the center of the TARDIS. It wasn't a, a result of the time leak in that episode. Mm-mm. But the idea of the TARDIS creating echoes of Clara that have taken oh on goodness, a life of their own. It was the TARDIS. It was the burial. Oh my goodness. It was the tomb. Yeah. Taken on a life of their own. Don't remember each other or the doctor or anything. Now, the thing that I will give Corbin here is that I'm not sure how much she's supposed to be remembering about the doctor because you're right. She does seem to. Okay. So here's the thing, right? She tells the doctor, I think you want to use this TARDIS. The, the navigation is a little bit knackered, but you'll have a much better time. Now, how do you know the specs? on Okay. So here's the thing, right? You could either say that's her remembering the future, or you could say she's a Gallifreyan who just knows this TARDIS for whatever reason. And also happens to be helping the doctor escape, you know, by stealing the TARDIS. Well, so. again, 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 it, it almost seems to me like she's born with some sort of innate desire to help the doctor when she encounters him. And so maybe she worked the, the, that, place that was repairing because it's it's essentially a TARDIS um, repair shop. Maybe she worked there and she's telling, hey, if you're trying to, you know, trying to run off in a hurry, you might like this one. It's a little quirky, but I think you'll enjoy yeah. it. And and it's just bullcrap. It's not her knowing the future, but it, it definitely played like she knew it. Yeah. It definitely yeah. played like this was the Clara we know giving the doctor future knowledge. It's that's the way it played, but I don't I don't know what that's they were going not, for. I think that yeah. explanation is a little hocus pocus, anyways. Where it's like, oh, she just kind of innately knows who the doctor is and tries to help by I don't know, calling his name out as he drives by or something, and that helps him. And it's like, how do you even know yeah. who he is? Just space magic? And <laughs> I, do you have a problem with space magic? Because I mean. That's I like, mean I know there's a lot of Every for someone who magic, watches and like, does a podcast about Doctor Who, thoroughly enjoys Star Wars and Harry Potter. And yeah. You have a problem with space magic? And Merlin, <laughs> you have a problem with space magic? I, I, I still just don't, I don't like that whole. Oh, she just knows and she decides okay. to help him. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, space magic is real because Trip uses it apparently with his dang theories. Because <laughs> um, this is the second time you've accidentally gotten the theory pretty much right. I was so, like, meh, I'll take a shot in the dark. Everything about my entire theory is <laughs> right. Uh, so let's see. Corbin uh, Corbin says Clara will somehow travel back in time in the future. Um, mm. She's immortal like Captain Jack, but forgets everything each time she dies. I personally love your theory. And, and I it would have been amazing. I loved exploring it with you, even though I know, knew it was wrong. I wish that was more it, not jumping in the mm-hmm. time stream or whatever. But the jumping in the time stream, <laughs> was that was right. a good resolution. But yours was too. I think it was fun. I enjoyed it all. Mm -hmm. I liked it all. But she did go back in time. So I'm kind of right. Whatever. So, um, you're not wrong. At at some point in in the future, future. from that episode that we were discussing, she went back in time. You, you, you did get that much of it right. That's for sure. So, um, all right, guys. So, uh, listener input. Just still no new reviews. Just, just waiting. Just crickets chirping in background. Love to see some reviews. Let us know. Uh, the game plan. Next week, we head into uh, the big 50th anniversary episode, The Day of the Doctor. Now, uh, one thing that you need to, to know is that there is a prequel called The Night of the Doctor that uh, is fairly important. 
So uh, if you've got the DVDs or if you've bought it on Amazon Prime or wherever you've got it, uh, make sure that you check out The Night of the Doctor and then catch the uh, full-on episode, The Day of the Doctor. Then, of course, we'll be doing The Time of the Doctor. And then after that, we'll be doing a Smith recap because, spoiler alert, The Time of the Doctor Christmas special is a regeneration episode. So um, looking forward to that um, where we'll, we'll get to sort of sit back, reminisce a little bit and all those kinds of things. Uh, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who Connection, and shout-outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. Make sure you head over to NoobsInTheHoobian.com for links to our social media and all of the ways that you can support us at NoobsInTheHoobian.com slash support. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, uh, leave us a rating, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. And until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and there's my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip.